What is going on, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders. I am very grateful to have your attention, at least for the next 15 minutes of this episode. Forward Thinking Founders is a podcast where I interview pre-seed and seed stage founders about their products, what they want to build into the world, and why. We dive into how they spend their time, what's their vision, what's the origin of stories, all these things, so you can learn all about what's coming tomorrow. Because these companies haven't hit critical scale yet. Most of them haven't hit product market fit. These are just early stage companies, and the big question is, what can this be? And in this podcast, we bring that out. So with that, I really hope you enjoy your time listening to today's episode. And I've already done 200 plus, so if you like this one, listen to some of the other ones, like with Imadi Kuhn, Austin Allred, Leah Culver. We have great interviews, so check it out. Enjoy the repository. And for now, let's get into today's episode. Here we go. All right. How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders, where we talk to founders about their companies, their visions for the future, and how the two collide. Today, I'm very excited to be talking to you, Daniel and Yavken, who are the co-founders of Unlink VR. Welcome to the show. How's it going, guys? Exactly. Thank you very much. We are going well. How are you? Doing pretty well. I, as a, as a fan of, of VR, I'm super stoked to be, to kind of be, you know, chatting with both of you and to learning more about what you are, what you're up to. So I think for my first question, and either of you can take this, um, is what what are you working on? What is Unlink VR? So uh, Unlink VR is a company founded in 2021. And we found the idea that uh, we can make possible free space optical communication that allows us to send like 40 plus gigabits per second data and make it uh, for their uh, VR players uh, uh, that would like to move freely without any wires, any connections, uh, which is wired or cabled established. So, uh, and this optical communication provides, uh, gives the possibility to have high-end untethered quality with no legs, no uh, latency issues and no compression at all. Well, so, just to put it, yeah. to put it simple, uh, we replace wires with lasers. And uh, lasers are very fast and wireless, so it's very good for high-end VR headsets. So do you also kind of work, um, build or create your own headset, or do you work with any headset that uses your laser technology? Like, how, kind of how does, how, does, how does that work? Mm, Daniel, maybe you? Yeah, sure. So uh, our technology is compatible with basically any headset uh, which uses some video cable and, say, USB or whatever to assist it. So we don't depend on the make of the headset and we don't make our own headset we provide the technology uh, one of the form in which we can implement it is some accessory which you can uh, attach to any headset and just get it just make it wireless say it can be some valve index or whatever so it's simply like like any vr headset which connect to computer with hdmi or display port currently and tell me about the origin of story for, for Unlink, kind of why you guys decided to work on this technology and why solve this problem? Well, uh, I liked uh, VR games, uh, but I started to notice that I don't play them, probably because I'm, I'm lazy. And uh, I was lazy even to actually the, to plug in the cable and clean up the room so that cable doesn't uh, tip or something. So 
I got the idea that probably, uh, probably I can get the same speed and uh, quality as I get with a white headset uh, by using lasers because they are widespread and some, you know, networking technologies, say server applications, they tend to use fiber internet. And uh, it's so known that it is like the fastest way you can trans transmit the data via optical cables. So I decided why not to uh, remove the beam outside of the of the fiber shell and just let it be freely flying uh, to the to the target. Exactly, and you know, just to step in and say here that backpack and any kind of technology which allows you to use VR uh, without any cables, they are just dying or not competitive to the such approach, which actually. Uh, known and recognized as the fastest way to transmit the data, which is available now. So I'm curious, as you both work on on Unlink VR, what do you spend your time on? Like, are you are you both building the product? Is there is there sales? I'm just curious. And either of you or both of you can answer this. But how do you both individually spend your time? Uh, we actually we know each other quite long. We used to work with uh, to some American companies uh, together with Daniel, and now we recognize that we can uh, just make some uh, beneficial to arrange work like this. So I'll cover the, everything which is uh, uh, in regards to marketing, customer experience, customer communication, any legal, everything like, like general management of the company, and uh, Daniel just covers the management of uh technical part as well as his hands-on engineer so he he did a lot of stuff by himself yeah. and in order to um you know you know as as you work on this and, you, and you're building this technology and you're innovating obviously you're going to a certain direction so i'm kind of curious in 5 10 15 years what does the world look like when i'm like vr is a big company or in other words what's the big vision here and what direction are you rowing in uh, I would like it, to share the vision yeah, sure. in terms of uh, uh, where it, all, it, it is all going to. So there are like few kind of visions. One of them is that all VR will go standalone. And the opposite one is that it will be uh, like, let's say, I, I don't know really how to non-standalone. Anyway, anyway, bounded to some uh, computer or gaming console or whatever. And uh, I believe both of them will exist, especially augmented reality and some, uh, some 3D uh, uh, heads-up displays and whatever. They will be very widespread, maybe even built in uh, to the glasses, maybe even brains, who knows. Uh, but that's one side of it. And the other side is when we go to something very realistic, uh, we will always follow the, we will use the highest computational power available. And uh, what, no matter how great is the portable technology, of course, it will advance and portable gaming will become more and more exciting. But uh, still, non-portable uh, will be better than that. It's like uh, you can play modern console games like a portable console, and they might be as good as some 10 years or 15 years old PC games. But uh, you don't have, you didn't have that console back in that day, right? You have it now when the games on PCs and consoles are much better than on, 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 on portable.
actual console. So you can play on console uh, when you don't have a major stationary machine. But uh, the stationary machine will always be better. And if you talk about VR and we want to see all that nice wind blowing through the gra grass, trees, and whatever, and you want to feel it real, uh, you'll go for the best option available. And, it, and there will be long years, uh, maybe decades, up until people stop noticing any difference between portable and non-portable visuals. Uh, I can just uh, recall, do you recall like 4K? It seemed to be like a nonsense for many, many people and people were laughing of that. And right now um, I wouldn't like to switch back uh, to lower resolution screen. I just used to do it and it's a new norm. Uh, back then you might recall 24 frames per second was considered to be good enough. Like then, then it was 60 for a while, but now people realize that 144 is good for gaming and such things. And it, it didn't seem to stop anytime soon. So uh, my vision is that there will be portable and non-portable VR and it all will advance. And we have uh, at least a few decades of the state when we will have non non-stationary uh, systems working and all those non-stationary systems has to be wireless because wires and immersion VR aren't compatible at all so exactly yeah so that's that's where our technology goes to and it is super important like uh, the last point of my vision on that is you can fit in too much information in the radio spectrum, which can penetrate your body, for example, those uh, relatively low frequencies, like uh, the ant low, like four or five gigahertz, those can penetrate walls and such. Uh, but if you go higher up in frequency, you lose that property, you become, you need a line of sight and such things. Uh, and finally, the, the whole capacity of this band is quite limited. Uh, while the optical band, uh, the optical physical medium has so much of that, that with our 40 gigabits per second, we don't even lose a fraction of, of a percent of the available medium capacity. So if you just do wavelengths multiplexing, like uh, we send multiple wavelengths, multiple colors of the same beam, it can be terabits per second. It can be just crazy. So there is like, People had never seen uh, the data flow and bandwidth requirements go down. There were some great inventions and in compression methods or whatever, but still the bandwidth, computational power, all that, it is only growing, growing, and growing. And uh, we need to think forward on what do we do when we come to a problem that radio doesn't help us anymore, because people will expand in that. Uh, and optical communication is something which gives a solution. In general, there are Wi-Fi communications and other systems, but there is like optical has to, to come in and uh, be used by people because uh, we are close to some bottlenecking on radio. Exactly. And Daniel just mentioned that the gaming market, of course, it's a huge market, a huge market for us right now, but you, you wouldn't imagine the any advanced technology on some military training at tech with VR metaverse, right? Without the technology which allows us to give such a quality, which is really expected. That's all what we expected. 
And, and in order to kind of make this all happen and make the vision come to life, you'll need some help, right? I mean, it takes a village to make a startup work and scale. So my question for both of you is how can the forward thinking founders community help? Are you hiring? Are you raising money? Looking for customers, beta testers? How, how can we assist? Exactly. For now, uh, we are looking for two things generally. So first one is investment to make the, our MVP uh, for alpha program ready, which is around $1.5 million. And actually for the partnership, such as uh, Larger and uh, other producers of VR headsets, also their partnership with B2B markets uh, who present on VR, especially for location-based VR and the producers of, for their, uh, of the games for their location-based VR to make it stronger partnership, to realize the benefits uh, which our technology gives to, uh, to them and uh, make their very strong and profitable business case there. So for now, we already signed the NDA with Svacho and we are working uh, very extensively to uh, make uh, some particular business cases happen. And if someone wanted to learn more um, about this, find you online, get in touch, how can someone kind of do that? Do you have a website, social media account, email address? How can someone get in touch? Sure, we have our website, which is very simple, single page application, actually. Uh, so uh, it's www.unlink-vr.com. Dot com and uh, everything is pretty well organized here but we also have linkedin and facebook page which is quite uh, easy to find also on link vr uh, web page and it's a lot of people coming from there and actually our main uh, communication with the investors coming from there cool well thank you both for coming on to the podcast i appreciate you sharing what you're working on and best of luck building this out thanks for coming on Thank you very much, Mike. Yes, thank you, other guy. Bye.